Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting episode of Thriller Podcast. Today, we are talking Bank of Japan, Telegram, Amazon, and finally, in our main topic, we're discussing Stellar. Get on board the Stellar Rocket Thriller Podcast, starting now. Welcome to Thriller with Car Gonzalez, broadcasting from Austin, Texas, via SoundCloud and supported by listeners like you. It's time for the news. 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 Thriller with Car Gonzalez. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting episode of Thriller Podcast. We got a lot of news to catch up on. Let's get started. Kraken CEO, crypto exchange won't answer to New York AG's inquiry. So San Francisco-based cryptocurrency Kraken isn't planning to respond to New York Attorney General's newly unveiled inquiry into the ecosystem. He basically said, I realized that we made this wise decision to get the hell out of New York three years ago, and that's a bullet we cannot dodge. Then the attorney general heard wind of what Powell's remarks said, and he said to Coindesk via email, legitimate entities generally like to demonstrate to their investors that their money will be protected. This is basic information that credible platforms should all have a hand on. Yeah, and Kraken doesn't care. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's just, this is just great. I love seeing uh, two big companies fight each other. That's awesome. Next up, we got crypto privacy token C price lift after Pornhub deal. So according to Coindesk, the privacy-focused cryptocurrencies are solid gains today after the Pornhub announcement yesterday with XVG Verge token. Monero is the world's 11th largest cryptocurrency to market capitalization, clocked a four-week high of 232 up 14%. We also have other little small coins like uh, Pivx, Zcoin, and Navcoin seeing upsides, Dash, and Zcash all going up as well. And like I said at the beginning of the year, check out the episode that we did on privacy coins. We have our top five privacy coins. I think we put Verge at number five, and I think our number one coin that we put up for our privacy coin here on the podcast was Monero. Remember, a Monero can get very high this year, and there are some predictions in there. You guys should definitely take a look at it if you're more interested in privacy tokens. Also should mention that remember when it comes to privacy tokens, as the years go on, we will be stripped of our privacy, as the great Edward Snowden has said. <laughs> no, seriously, if you really if you really think about this, like eventually what's going to happen is our privacy is going to get stripped away from us little by little. So these privacy tokens are going to be worth some money. Which one? Check out that episode. i tell you which one. And next up, we have Telegram. So Telegram is back in the news. It seemed like to be in the news every week. So this is pretty interesting. Russia has banned 20 million IP addresses to ban Telegram. The app, though, is still operational. So after announcing the ban of the encrypted messenger Telegram last Friday, Russian telecommunications watchdog RKN began blocking the app Monday, April 16th. In order to ban access to the messenger, the authority has blocked nearly 20 million Google and Amazon IP addresses as of April 17th, but Russia's Telegram users say that the app still works without applying any additional means of circumventing the blocks, such as proxy or VPN services. Um, and it also turns out that Russia has unexpectedly turned off Viber, so they're not being able to receive calls right now. Yeah, this is what happens when big government gets in the way of these applications. And it's kind of funny because most of the NSA, CIA, and this has all come out in, 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 uh, in the news. So most of these, most of these ABC agencies all use Telegram because you can have end-to-end -end encryption on instant messaging. It's pretty sweet. And yeah, anyways, I love Telegram. We have a Telegram. You should check it out. It's pretty awesome. We also got Swiss banking industry to be hurt the most by blockchain, says new Moody's report. So Credit rating giant Moody's Investor Service said in a recent report that blockchain technology for cross-border transactions could potentially hurt banks in Switzerland more than any other country. As of half the Swiss banking sector re revenue is from fees and commissions, Switzerland is more at risk of losing money as blockchain tech makes cross-border transactions cheaper and faster, according to the Moody report. Everybody knows this right now. No one that's young that's <laughs> creating this stuff is getting hired by any of these banks. So, yeah, you need to start hiring some of these people. That's the only way you're going to compete. And if you're not paying them a lot of money, guess what? They're not going to come work for you. It's just the way the world works, unfortunately, right now, because they can go start their own company and be making twice as much or three times or actually 100 times as much. 
especially in this new space. All right, next piece of news. So we got Amazon back in the news, right? That's pretty interesting. This is what everybody wants, right? They want Amazon to join in on the blockchain fund. So Amazon granted a patent for streaming data marketplace with Bitcoin use case. So according to Amazon Technologies, Inc., a subsidiary of e-commerce giant Amazon, they received a patent for streaming data marketplace that would enable users to receive real-time cryptocurrency transaction data, according to a document released April 17th. So for example, a group of electronic and internet retailers who accept Bitcoin transactions may have a shipping address that may correlate with the Bitcoin address. The electronic retailers may combine the shipping address with the Bitcoin transaction data stream and the correlated data and republish the combined data as a combined data stream. Plus one plus two equals five. Not sure. The streaming data marketplace may price this desired data out per gigabyte, for example, and the agency can run analytics based on the desired data using the analysis module. Interesting stuff. It looks like they're combining Bitcoin transactions correlated by country, correlated by ISP data, all determining with IP addresses and shipping addresses with Bitcoin addresses. Oh my God, this is hurting my head. But I, I kind of see what they do. If you, re- if you really think about it, break it down in little small chunks, you can kind of see that they're trying to maybe assign Bitcoin addresses to everybody's address. Not sure how that's going to work. When I first read it, the first thing I thought was like, oh, you're going to be able to rent something like, I don't know, a movie or something and pay in Bitcoin per minute. Just like what Andreas always talks about when he says that eventually one day everybody's going to be working and they're going to be getting paid per minute with uh, with Bitcoin or with some kind of crypto. And it's like literally, you know, maybe like, I don't know, 500 Satoshis a minute, something like that. Who knows? But that's pretty interesting. And I when I saw that article, I was like, oh, crap, are they doing that? That's smart. That's genius. But no, they're not doing that yet. But maybe one day somebody will come up with that idea because Andreas is talking about it and that guy can predict the future. So next up, we got hackers keep robbing cryptocurrency YouTubers. So this is an interesting article from The Verge. And if you guys haven't heard TheVerge.com, they're a pretty big tech site. I'm sure everybody has heard of them. Well, we have a couple people from Decentralized TV and we have our own buddy here, Ken Bosak, also coming up in this article. And they all talk about their own hacked accounts and stuff like that. And it's big news. I'm surprised to see it on the front page of Verge. I'm surprised they're even coming covering crypto now, which is pretty cool. But anyway, they they talk about the Ian Belina hack and all that stuff. Go check out the go check out that link. It's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I just want to say like, man, that sucks. That sucks to lose all your crypto. But anyways, I think that's it for news. With that, let's get into the interesting video of the day. Let's do it. You guys know a long time ago, I don't know, I can't remember when I was a kid, I used to watch the news and believe everything. Do you remember that? Well, it seems like these days when I watch the news, I feel like I know more than they do. Well, I always think I do, but it wasn't until crypto that I realized I do know more than they do. Interesting, right? It is. Check out this. And Melissa, Bitcoin's down 4% today, but still staging a mini rally since the bottom. The the question is, why is this happening? Bitcoin bottomed on April 6th at about 6,600 after dropping from about 11,000 in early March. It's a pretty steep descent. Since bottoming last week, it's up almost 20%. And one prominent theory for that March dip is that owners of cryptocurrencies who made money in 2017 had to convert their coin into dollars to pay their taxes. Well, this sounds perfectly plausible, but it's hard to assign how much a factor it was in the downturn. So first, the sell-off began in December, the big sell-off. We didn't bottom until February. So maybe tax selling was a factor as we moved down again in March. Volume did pick up modestly as the March decline began, indicating that there was higher levels of selling pressure than in months before. That would lend some support to the tax selling idea. But it could also just as easily be buyers who bought in February or were discouraged when the market again went into a major downtrend in March. Again, hard to assign clear 
cause here. Finally, even if tax selling was a factor, it's going to take a lot more than that to decisively turn the trend around. Just take a look here. For those of you keeping track of the technicals, and I love people trading on technicals. We may be in a minor uptrend in the last week, but look at this. Long term, we are still in a descending trend line from the December high, and we have not yet broken out of that. We have seen a series of lower priced highs since then. That's a descending. I'd say breaking that trend line, and by the way, we'd have to move up above 8,700. That would be a major victory for the bulls. For the bulls. <laughs> that would be a major victory for the bulls, he says. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. We got, uh, we got, uh, we got the bulls. They're rallying. Yeah, we got the bulls. There we go. <laughs> oh my god, man. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. So he's talking about crypto and he's talking about Bitcoin and he's talking about how it's lower than it's ever been or whatever the hell he's saying. No, dude, this is how crypto is every year at this time. It just, it just is. There's no explanation for it. It just happens. And he's trying to use the whole tax thing. Oh, people are paying their taxes. Dude, crypto isn't just in America. <laughs> like, when are you gonna when are people gonna realize that? Like, this is not just an American phenomenon. Like, what? This is why this is why guys like that that are like reporting on the news and they're like 80 years old or whatever and they're covering this stuff. This is why they're they're not gonna last at their jobs. They don't understand it. And this is why young people like us, we're going to be we're going to be knowing what's going on. We're not even paying attention to them. Eventually, what's going to happen is just those those companies, CNBC, NBC, ABC, like all those places. They're just going to be a place where you go to announce big news to the mainstream people that watch TV like that. That's it. But people in, in the know know exactly what's going on with crypto. No one's no one's looking at these things like like the way they are it's it's not it's not related to taxes maybe some of it is but no this is a world phenomenon this is not just an american phenomenon if you guys understood that when i look at my when i look at my statistics every week and i see the statistics of who's listening to this podcast it's literally all over the map like all over the map i think most people don't realize that there's not just there's not just a, a centralized america that's listening to this podcast it's all over the place. I've seen Russia. I've seen Europe. I've seen most of Europe. I've seen India. I've seen Iraq. I've seen Iran. I've seen uh, Australia. Um, I've seen Canada. Uh, I've seen Alaska. Like, well, Alaska's America. But you know what I mean? Like, it's all over the place. It's, I've seen Japan. And it's just, this is what I'm saying. Like, the crypto is not just for Americans. It's for everybody. It's for the entire world. And I think just CNBC doesn't understand that. Another thing he's trying to say, he's trying to say that we're going to rally. No, dude, the whole, this is what I was saying. As soon as we got out of March, we're free and clear now. This is just a slow trek up. It's just April takes a little while for it to start trekking up. That's it. There's not going to be another dip to $5,000. That's not going to happen anymore. We're going to see a slow increase over the next, I don't know, two weeks. And then in May, you're going to see a nice size jump. And then you're going to see a nice little dip. I'm, I'm talking about a good size dip in June. And that's what happens. That's exactly what happens. And I know a lot of you are like, well, how do you know it's going to dip in June? Because it always dips in June. <laughs> These profits are going up, 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 April, May, May, June dips. And I would say, if anything, I would say even before taxes, like taxes aren't even something that is not even on this map. Like maybe for some Americans, if you look at the news, they only reported like 1% of Americans actually, you know, said that they bought crypto on their taxes. So that's not a telling sign at all. If anything, what I think this is more related to is the whole corporate structure. You have Q2 earnings coming out. You have, you know, Q3. You know what I mean? Like that. I think that's more... That's more what I think this is kind of structured around, in my opinion. But I don't even know how all that works either. It's just it falls in line with everybody's earnings calls. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's a whole world thing. And that's what I love about this space. It's not just one centralized you know, government or one centralized country that's kind of managing this. No, it's a world, it's a world phenomenon. It's pretty awesome, in my opinion. Anyways, just wanted to drop some knowledge on y'all. But I'm sure all of y'all knew that already. Just wanted to make sure if there's anybody out there listening and they're watching CNBC every day and they're like focused in on and then I don't want them regurgitating that shit because <laughs> sorry for cussing. I don't want them regurgitating that because it's just not true. No one knows what it is. It's a world phenomenon. And that's just the way it is. Like, yes, the only that's why I say the only thing you can look at 
It's just the daily volatility. That's that's it. And if you want if you want action points on that kind of stuff, go to our Telegram. Matthew's there. Go to our Discord. Matthew's there. Like he's giving these tips out to everybody. And if you want even more coverage of that, check out somebody like Tone Vase. He's on Twitter. He does a, a daily like I actually follow Tone Vase, and whenever he tweets, I get a message notification on my phone because I like to see his forecast for the day. It's pretty interesting. But that's just me. Anyways, I will say. Don't believe anything CNBC says. Research everything, or at least get a good consensus of people's knowledge and then come up with it on your own. That's what I would say. Anyways, let's get into coin talk. It is time. Everything you have been waiting for. Right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into coin talk. Let's get into it. But before we get into it, I need to need to make an apology. Um, Greg from Akash, he is the CEO and co-founder of Akash. I was supposed to do an interview with him yesterday, and I don't know, I don't know where the time went. I literally completely forgot. I don't know if you guys ever had that thing where you're like working so hard, working every day, and you're not like. You're just you're just so focused in on what's what's in front of you. That was me this whole week or this past three weeks, just because of my test on on Monday and then this whole Verge thing and then the rating spike here on Thriller Podcast. Like all that was just like complete focus in on everything that was going on in front of me. I completely forgot that I had an appointment with Greg from Akash. He was going to do a whole Thriller Convo interview and oh Thriller Car stood him up and gosh, I feel like a jerk. Because I don't do that. Like, I never do that. And I feel really bad. Like, I feel really bad. I sent an apology this morning and it just felt like a, I felt like a prima donna. And I'm not even like that. Like, you know? So anyways, I just want to send a special shout out to Greg and just want to say, hey, dude, I'm so sorry for, for uh, not showing up to our interview. But um, I do want to say I can't wait to get you on the show to interview again or to get the opportunity to interview because I think what you're building at Akash is pretty sweet. Um, if you guys want to check out what he's building, go to akash.network. I'll put a link in the show notes. But uh, hopefully we, I can get him on again. I feel really bad because it was just one of those things that I completely, totally forgot about. And uh, you guys know how paranoid I am. I don't like to sync any of my stuff from Google. Like I'm just paranoid when it comes to Google. I don't, I don't trust it. <laughs> so I don't put anything on it. So that's just the way I am. It's just a dummy account that I use, but um, it's, there's nothing in there. I don't use it. But uh, so I, I didn't see the calendar thing. Usually I, I kind of just go off of a pad and a calendar <laughs> little binder thing. But uh, yeah, I do want to say sorry to Greg uh, from Akash Network. So um, yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes. You guys check him out. He's pretty cool. Nice guy. He has a couple YouTube videos. Um, and, uh, can't wait to get him on. Hopefully I can get him on cause I want to give him an apology virtually and apologize. Cause yeah, I feel really bad. So one more thing I want to bring up. Yeah. Guess who we're having on the show tomorrow. That's right. We're having Ken Bosak. So you guys know Ken, you guys love him. You guys see him. He's all over the place. This guy's blowing up. It's a good thing good old car has strung onto his <laughs> to his pant leg and, and he's dragging me with him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but seriously, he's blowing up and I'm so happy for him because, man, that guy works really fucking hard. He makes me, the way I work with Thriller Podcast, 10 times harder, 10 times harder than I do. Um, and not only that, he's just a really cool guy. He's one of those people that if you meet in person you're going to be laughing the whole fucking time. Like he's, he's a really nice guy. And not only is he a nice guy, he's like one of those people that you just want to hang out with just because he's such a cool dude. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah. So he's going to be on the, he's going to be on the show tomorrow. I'm super excited. We're going to do a through the coin talk. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait to hear his side. And ho- hopefully you guys can follow him on YouTube because uh, he's just killing it on there. He's killing it. Yeah. So looking forward to having him on the show tomorrow. And I'm sure you guys are going to love him, too. He's the best. Uh, What else? What else do we got? What else do we got? Uh, I think that's it. I think that is it. I think there's nothing else to talk about. Oh, that's one more thing I do want to talk about. You guys need to check out the Discord. It's blowing up. This is blowing up. Uh, 
Matthew's in there. We got a lot of new people in here. A lot of people I have never met before. And I'm kind of I'm kind of happy because people are slowly making their way, making their way from the Telegram onto the Discord and they're going back to the Telegram. So it's kind of a little bit of both. And I've been trying to get on the Discord this week during work. And so you guys should see some updates on there from time to time. I do put put our news that we do for Thriller uh, Coin Talk. Matthew made a trading room. So now he has like all these different charts and stuff like that. He's dropping knowledge bombs in there. Yeah. It's awesome. You guys go in there. Let me know what you think. Leave a leave a hello. Share with your friends. Let's make this thing grow, you know? Anyways, links in the show notes. Check it out. Also, want to say one more thing. There's a secret admirer out there. I don't know who you are, but I want to say thank you. You keep uh you keep sending thriller car. <laughs> I don't know I don't know if you're just like topping me off, but you keep sending me Ethereum and that's pretty cool, man. Um yeah, that's pretty cool because like it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, cool, more Ethereum. And it just keeps coming, keeps like dripping in. It's like a it's like a faucet or something. I don't know. Maybe somebody set up like a faucet for me or something. Maybe. I don't know. Whoever it is. Thank you so much. Like that means the world to me that you guys are are sending me Ethereum, even if it's like, you know, 25, 50 cents at a time. Like that's still that's still something. So that's just crazy that uh, somebody sent me like a dollar, two dollars every other day. Pretty cool. Anyways, just want to say thank you for that because every contribution helps. We got bills on this podcast and they ain't cheap. This production is uh, pretty high quality, as you guys can tell. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. No, we do have bills every month. Um, they, they get thrown. Yeah, they get paid uh, most most of the time on time. But uh, <laughs> anyways, we're coming towards the end of the month. So any donation any uh any patreon sign up a dollar two dollars whatever all that helps pay for the monthly bills for thorough podcasts i think we're around like uh, i think i did the math the last time i need to go back and look on the website so don't quote me on this but i think it's around like 80 bucks a month now or 60 dollars, somewhere around there for the entire part of the of the whole show how much it costs a month to to run it so that's not a lot of money if you think about it for a podcast like 80 bucks right now we're averaging around well with this dollar two dollars of ethereum that helps so we're averaging around i don't know maybe about 35 dollars that we're covering so we need a Another, I don't I'm not good at math, as you can tell. <laughs> I'm good at counting Satoshis. Here, let me see. Um, I guess we need another 40 bucks. Yeah, I think we need another 40 bucks to cover the month. But whatever you guys don't cover, I usually cover that. So anyways, just want to say thank you, whoever is sending that Ethereum. And then also want to say thank you if you're already donating. I appreciate it. I really do, because we got bills. And I also want to say if anybody's out there and they're feeling a little, I don't know, happy because they made a crap ton of money on verge because of their podcast you're welcome and if you want to send a dollar to me that's cool too and we'll use it to pay for the monthly bills how about that anyways with that let's get into our disclaimer oh yeah remember thriller podcast does not give financial advice he cannot tell the future even if he thinks he can he is just some dude trying to save the world one satoshi at a time one of my uh, favorite comments that i got today was uh, from some dude he was like hey man thanks thank you for doing what you do like you really bring joy every single day to me i was like whoa that's awesome that touched my heart that touched my crypto heart really it did Anyways, let's get into coin talk. Um, <laughs> no, it did, guys. It really did. Because that, like, you guys know I'm an emotional dude, man. He's just an emotional dude, bro. It's just how he is, bro. He's just an emotional guy. He wears his heart on his sleeve, bro. You know, bro. Anyway, yeah. I mean, that was, that's like, that means the world to me when somebody tells me that stuff. It really does. If you guys want to if, if you guys want to share that with me and you want it really to mean even more the world to me is uh leave a review on our iTunes or leave a review on our, our Google Play. If you guys do that, man, through our podcast will blow up. 
Unless you want us to be small forever, that's cool too. Whatever you guys want to do. If you want to, you want to keep me all to yourself, then we'll do that. But if you want to make Thriller Car go multinational, well, technically we are multinational. If you want Thriller Car to grow, to go global, well, technically we are global. If you want Thriller Car to go universal, <laughs> anyways, just kidding. All right, so let's get into Coin Talk. Now, it looks like we have Bitcoin, $8,200. That's right, 8200 bucks. That's what I'm saying. We were at, what, 7800 last week, somewhere around there. Slow and steady, guys. Slow and steady wins the race, as they say. And Bitcoin is just going to continue to go slow and steady up. We got Ethereum. That's right. We got Ethereum at 534 bucks. Yeah, man, I'm so good. I bought some Ethereum when it was at 400. We got Ripple at 73 cents. Fucking Ripple's going back up to a dollar. It's starting to shred. It's starting to shred, man. That's pretty good. I need to. I need to dump my Ripple. I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. I feel. Dis- I feel disgusted with myself holding that coin. You guys know how I feel. If you don't know, go back and check out the Ripple episode. We did that like in January or something. Okay. Bitcoin Cash, 889 bucks. Good thing I bought some Bitcoin Cash this week. Feeling good about that purchase. Litecoin, 141 bucks. Nice Litecoin. Every time I see Litecoin, you know the first thing I think? Why the fuck didn't you buy it when it was a dollar? <laughs> I'm serious, dude. I'm serious, guys. That's the first thing I think. Every time I go through the coin market cap every fucking day and I see Litecoin, I'm like, why the fuck didn't you buy it at a dollar, two dollars, three dollars? I could have bought it at that price in 2015. It just pisses me off. <laughs> it does man it does that's what i'm saying man that's what i'm saying like learn from me learn from my mistakes for sure like because I, I see i'm one of those dudes that's fucking honest i'm really honest like i tell you all warts and all like stuff that most crypto traders wouldn't tell you because they're embarrassed to admit that they screwed up not me not me i, I tell you everything i don't care yeah, that's why when i see fucking litecoin i'm just like man could have got in that could have totally got in that um, okay, let me let me tell you. Okay, let me. I'm sorry to sidetrack because man, I always sidetrack. I'm sorry, but okay, let's pretend that you're seeing Ripple right now at 73 cents. Okay, now three years from now, you see Ripple and it's 141 dollars. You're gonna say there's no effing way, car. There's no way Ripple can be 141 dollars in three years, right? That's what you're gonna say, right? Because there's just, it's not a possibility, right? That was my train of thinking too back then. Like that's how I used to think. I, I would I saw Litecoin at a dollar fifty, and I literally went to my wife and told her I was like. Hey, so you know how I've been buying Bitcoin? She's like, yeah. I'm like, hey, um, there's this other coin called Litecoin. Do you think I should buy it? She's like, how much is it? I was like, $1.50. She's like, I don't know. Just spend like $50. I was like, should I? And she was like, if you want to. So I went back to my computer and I was like, eh, eh. Because I, I used to buy everything off of local Bitcoin. So I was like, eh. No, I'll just buy Bitcoin. <laughs> and then I would go and spend it. That's the even kicker right there. That's what I'm saying. Like when I see Litecoin right now, I see it at 141 bucks. And then when it was at 150 and $300, like it fucking killed me. Cause I was like, damn, man, if I would have just bought a shit ton of Litecoin, I'd been, I would have been fine. But I didn't, I didn't. So that's why I say, and I'm sure a, a, most, mostly what helped that was Coinbase. And that's why I say like people that got in early, like me, but didn't wasn't smart about it could have made a, a crap ton of money like a crap ton that's why now like whenever i typically when i buy coins like i'll i'll buy i'll buy a big enough stack to where i'm like okay cool like this this way if it ever moons i'm good right if it if, you know even if it takes 2 years or whatever if it moons i'm good um but yeah that's Anyways, just just a quick lesson for you guys. So that's why I say never say never on some of these. Like I would like what I'm saying like on some of these never say never because the one that you think the least is the one that's going to end up blowing up. Like that's why I'm saying never say never because that happens and that's happened to me in the past. Like yeah, and I remember seeing Ethereum at 3 bucks, 20 bucks, 15 bucks, somewhere around there 10 bucks and thinking like, "Hmm, what's this?" and like yeah. That was when I realized, once I saw Ethereum like take off, that's when I was realizing, oh shit, this could be big. This could be really big. And this was in 2015. This wasn't even that long ago. That was like three years ago. So that's what I'm saying. If you see, if you see Ripple right now at 73 cents and you don't have a stack of Ripple and you have a lot of money to use, like, dude, buy, buy as many as you can. 
as many as you can afford to lose, put it in a put it in a hardware wallet, throw it in a lock and key. Don't open it up till three years later. Pull it back out and see how much Ripple's worth. There you go. Seriously. Like, that's the best advice I could give you. If you don't take any other advice from me, take that advice. Put it in a hardware wallet. Throw it away. In a, in a, don't throw it away. <laughs> put it in a hardware wallet. Put it in a safe. Don't think about it. Move on with your life and then come back and see that it's mooned. That's, that's the best way. And yeah, anyways. Anyways, let's go on, Car, because you're, you're pissing them off. You're not going down the line, bro. Move it, bro. Move it. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm sorry. Just telling my story. Okay. EOS, $9.14. Yeah. This is going to continuously go up till till the end of May. So you're going to keep seeing this go up. Uh, it depends. Whatever whatever price point you want to get at. This is when I was at $3, $4. I was telling you a month ago to buy in at that price if you're going to buy in because that's the lowest you're ever going to see it. Sure enough, it's at $9 now. This, is, this isn't hard to do. This isn't hard to see. It's just It's just basic. Just following the trends, man. Just follow the trends. Look at the history. You'll see a lot. Cardano at 27 cents. This is because of the Shelly release that's coming out next week. You're going to continuously see that pump for the rest of the weekend. I think I think Stellar, I'm going to talk about Stellar in the, in the main topic, but I will say real quick, it's at 37 cents. So if you're going to buy Stellar, you want to buy before Jed drops the news tomorrow. If you want to make a little bit of money, I, I double stack some Stellar today uh, just because I need to make some money from this loss that I have from Verge, man. This Verge loss is killing me. It's killing me, bro. It's killing me, bro. Yeah, this Verge loss. Like I was hoping Verge was going to get to 25 cents and I was going to sell, I don't know, some of it, you know, to recoup. I made profit, but quickly spent that profit and bought back in because through the car made a mistake. He bought in when he sold and then bought right back in when it dipped. It's not what you're supposed to do, bro. You're supposed to get out and get away. No, I just, you know, it's one of those things where you you realize afterwards, because <laughs> the smart move was me selling it Saturday morning and like making 11 cents on every single coin. That was smart. And then I later in the day, like investigating, I was like, oh, fuck, what did I do? And then that's when I was like, oh, crap. And then by the time it got released, I was like, oh, it's too late. And then that's why I'm just like, you know what? Store this away, lock and key. Don't think about Verge for a really long time. <laughs> I love Verge. I really do love Verge. But um, it's going to take some time. And Stellar is one of those where it's going to continuously go up just because of Jed. Anyways, we'll dive into more of that in the main topic. Got Neo at $74. You got IOTA, $1.68. Man, IOTA is one of those where... I'm looking at a lot. I'm looking at it a lot lately, and I'm realizing that. Um, check out the episode that I said where I talk about everything with IOTA, but um, that was only like a month ago, I think. But I will say that a dollar sixty-eight is a really good price for a top ten currency right now. Just saying. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not saying to buy it. I'm just saying like I'm me consider. I'm personally considering like. I'm personally considering that IOTA might break out. And I know there's a lot of FUD behind it, but it's it's literally the only coin in the top 10 that doesn't have a partnership or some kind of partnership. Well, technically Cardano doesn't, but all the other ones do. Well, EOS, well, technically they do. Well, and then technically I guess IOTA does because they say they have a Microsoft partnership, but that's not really a Microsoft partnership. So who knows? I don't know. Don't listen to me. I'm just saying though, it's it's one of those where I'm just like seeing every day. I'm seeing hmm, dollar twelve, huh, dollar forty five, huh, dollar sixty eight. I'm like, hmm, when am I gonna jump on this one? And it's it's one of those I need to start collecting. Definitely, it's on my list. Maybe after the stellar price goes up, maybe through a car we'll sell a little. We'll sell a little so we can get some a little bit of iota coin. Because if it does, if iota does break out, it's very possible that this coin could get to seven or eight bucks preferably by September, October, November around there, and then could see a ceiling of $10 maybe. And then this time next year, we're looking at a $100 IOTA coin. I don't know, $50? Who knows? But uh, just saying, there's that potential. It's in the top 10. We've got Monero, 230 bucks. We know where Monero can go. That's right, 367 bucks. That's right, another 100 bucks. Come on, Monero, do it. We got XEM at 38 cents. We got Dash at $427. We got Tron at five cents. Yes, Tron. You're finally doing it, bro. You're finally living up. You're living up, Tron. Come on, step up your game, Tron. We got Tether 
why are we talking about Tether? Skip it. VeChain at $3.63. We got Ethereum Classic, $17.92. We got Qtum, $18. Oh my, is go. Oh my, is go. Yeah. Oh my, is go. $15.18. We got Binance Coin. This is one that's always up to. Fucking Binance in their coin. $12.30. Got Icon, $3.33. And Burge. Drop back down to reality. Number 24. Back down to six cents. So yeah, poor Verge, poor Verge. But it had its moment to shine, though. I do like that about Verge. And uh, honestly, you know, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know. It, 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 it's definitely one of those coins that people hate. But I personally love it. I do. It's just one of those where I'm just like, I can't quit it. I just have a. I just. I think what it is is just have a a soft spot for it. It's kind of like having that little puppy dog of yours. You just pet it and you're like, man, he terrorizes your whole house and he fucks it up, right? He tears up your shoes, tears up everything, lets you down, poops in the house, all that kind of stuff. But for some reason, you just can't get rid of it. I don't know why. Too emotional with my coin, I think is what it is. I like collecting it. And Verge is one I want in my collection. Anyways, got Bitcoin Gold at $57. Bite them, 94 cents. Got Zcash. 248 bucks. Whoa. Nice, dude. Nano at $6.45. We got Sia Coin at one penny. One penny, squaw. We got Status, 13 cents. Decreed, $61. Bitcoin Diamond. Bitcoin Diamond, $2.85. We got Augur at $37. Nice, dude. We got Golem at 45 cents. We got ARC, $2.98. There's a lot of these that, um, oh, Pivix, $4.96. Factum, $27. Got Funfair, Funfair Mickey Moves at $0.04. Cents. Syscoin at $0.04. Cents. We got Pundi X at $0.03 tenths of a cent. Nice, bro. Nice, bro. We got Revon. Revon? Ravine? Ravon? Ravane. Ravane? Yeah, Ravane. 89 cents. I'm sure I screwed all that up. Emmercoin at $3.60. We got Syndicator. Oh my God. Syndicator is still at 9 cents. <laughs> and we have, where is, oh, game credits. Poor game credits, man. I remember you see game credits get up to $1.84. Hasn't been up to $1.84 in a while. It's at $1.74 today. Decentraland at 10 cents. Nice to see Decentraland up again. Polymath at 43 cents. Man, remember when Polymath came out? Everybody was like, oh, Polymath is the next this, next big thing. Nope, not so much anymore. Um, we got, uh, I think that's it. I think we just blew by the 100 really fast. I kind of skipped some. We got, oh, wow, KenCoin's up. That's interesting. And Particle is 101, $16, and Request Network at 22 cents. I will say tomorrow, if you guys have any TCRs, you better get them in now. You better get them in now. You better get them in now because we're going to do a TCR Thursday and Friday. So first TCR I see in the Telegram, that's the one we're doing. The second one that I see in the Telegram, that's what we're doing on Friday. And you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe Ken will do a TCR with us. That'll be fun. We can get him to do the TCR. Maybe that's what we'll do. Yeah. I'm going to convince him to do it. We'll see. We'll see if he'll do it. Anyways, with that, let's get into our main topic. Today we are talking Stellar. And I know a lot of you are like, hey, Car, you tell me about Stellar already, bro. What else is there to tell? Well, guess what, guys? Old Thriller Car has been doing some research. He's been doing some research on Stellar. And uh, came back and I realized that uh, I made a mistake. Not the same mistake I made with Cardano. No, not a time mistake. No, I made a mistake saying we should have bought more. We should have bought more. That's right. Get on the Stiller Rocket starting right now in our main topic. The stars and the charts and the cards make sense. Only when we want them to. When I lie awake staring into space, I see a different view. Now you found. And you start to orbit It could be love I think you're too soon to call us so When and where did we go cold? I thought I had you on hold And every time I let you leave I always saw you coming back to me 
So you guys know how I feel about Stellar. I love the platform. I think what they're building there at the Stellar Foundation is just phenomenal. Now, today's main topic is going to be centered around three key points as to why I believe Stellar is going to be the next big thing. And when I say next big thing, I mean like Ethereum big, that big. Stellar, well, before I do any of this, we need to play our shilling disclaimer. That's right. Shilling disclaimer to prevent you from listening to me. That's right. Let's roll it. None of this is financial advice, really. If you're going to invest in Stellar right now, do so at your own risk, not at mine. Please, please do your own research. And by all means, do not trust me. I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. This is just all speculation. And my weird fascination to predict the future. Okay, good. We got that out of the way. Now let's roll. Let's roll on to the rocket, baby boy. Let's do it. It's lonely out in space. On such a timeless flight. Talking point number one. That's right. Jed McCaleb. This guy is unstoppable. He's an American programmer. He's an entrepreneur. He's also the CTO of Stellar.org. This guy has built amazing things in his life. And he's young. He's really young. Well, not as young as us. But <laughs> no, seriously, this guy is old school cypherpunk, man. This, this, guy, this guy gets it. This guy is it. There's no one that you want to bet on more than Jed McCaleb. Like, seriously. If there was a Satoshi Nakamoto right now that we could bet on, it would be him. And it's high between Jed and Vitalik. Those two. These two guys are who you want to bet on. Seriously. So he is our talking point number one. He originally started Mount Gox. And if you guys don't know the Mount Gox episode, go check that out. That is good, good information. Also, we did a whole Ripple slash Stellar episode a while back in January. Go check that out. We cover a lot more about Jed in that episode. But I will say, though, he built Mount Gox from the ground up. He built eDonkey before that. If you guys don't know what eDonkey was, it was kind of what uh, BitTorrent was nowadays. The only difference, it was peer-to-peer. And what was, was interesting back then is this was around the time of Napster. So you had Napster. It was just pure music. Well, eDonkey, you could actually, you could actually you know, share video. It was one of the very first peer-to-peer video applications where you could share actual video. It was pretty interesting. And a lot of people use it to like, you know, grab movies like like The Matrix around that time was a big movie that was like being ripped from DVD and being, you know, distributed via like I think back then I think everybody was on Divix or some kind of like codec. But he built eDonkey. Everybody loved that application. Um, I remember my older brother used it to like download stuff. I remember seeing him do it. Um, and then after he did that, he went on to to start the company Ripple. Ripple, yeah, the same one that we know about right now, the one that's you know highly invested with uh, central bankers behind it. Yes, that Ripple. It's pretty interesting, right? Well, he went and started that, and then he left that. And there's a whole big story behind all that. But check out the Ripple episode. Check out the Ripple and Seller episode. We cover all that. But the guy has had a, a big career. Like he's had a big career where he's finished something, he's got it as high as he could get it, then he went on to something else. And Stellar is the first company that he's built that he's actually took on this bigger endeavor, and that's building the Stellar network. You know, if it wasn't for IBM and them partnering with them last year in October, that 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 is that is just a big thing. Like that in itself is a big thing. And that wouldn't have happened without Jed. Like Jed is the only person who has been in this space a really long time. 
So he is the main talking point. He's the only really talking point you need. He is the reason why I told you guys a long time ago to bet on him. If you guys don't remember, we've been we've been talking about Stellar for a really long time. Go back to last year's episode. Very, I think it was like number 12 or number 16. I'm serious. So you go back and listen. You can hear me talk about Stellar. And I'm talking about Stellar with like all types of glee. I'm like, this is the one I would hold. This is the one I would hold. XLM, XLM. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We've been talking about Stellar for a really long time. Jed is the main reason behind it. So anyways, he is our talking point number one. Now let's get on to talking point number two. Point number two. This is obvious. IBM. That's right. IBM. IBM and Stellar Foundation are partners, ladies and gentlemen. Why does this make sense? Why does why don't you see this? No, seriously. If we really look at this, guys, in October, IBM literally came out and said, we're gonna build products on top of Stellar. Stellar. That's right. Stellar. The Stellar and IBM partnership is so big, and I mean big on an enterprise level. It's really big. So first off, let me give you an overview of why this is so big. So banks, central banks, money transfer operators, financial institutions regularly outsource technology. And who do they regularly outsource technology with? That's right, IBM. So IBM knows that the blockchain space, especially involving banks, is going to be big. And they need a platform to build on top of, and that's the Stellar Network. So look at it from this. Look at it from this way. They have Hyperledger, right? And that's IBM's private permission DLT solution, right? That's open source. It's underneath the Hyperledger Foundation, which is basically like Linux or the Linux Foundation, whatever. So I'm not trying to say Linux Foundation, whatever. I'm just saying like, okay. So Stellar Development Foundation joined with the Hyperledger Foundation and is an associating member. So they're building these private networks via the Hyperledger and it's all gonna be starring Stellar. Now, IBM now provides Stellar-related products like validators, universal payment solutions, and they plan on introducing token lifecycle management products, basically they're gonna, be, they're gonna start holding their own or would, you know, hopefully ICOs digital commodities, utility tokens, everything, everything. This is why Stellar and IBM partnership is big because not only are they going to hit up banks, any big company out there that's looking to build their own blockchain, they're going to have to partner with IBM. If they don't partner with IBM, they're going to have to partner with somebody else. And I don't see Microsoft stepping into this. Maybe they are. Maybe they'll use their Azure platform and they'll step into the blockchain that way. But until I hear that news, until I hear Microsoft come out and say, yes, we're getting involved in blockchain, yes, and we're partnering with, or are we building it themselves? It's very possible they could be building it with, within Azure, within that development team. It's very possible. But basically, how this is all going to work is IBM's universal payment solution will use Lumen XLM as a bridge asset for cross-border transactions. So they're going to be leveraging XLM. And they're going to be settling these final payments in real time using the Stellar Network. This is going to be big, guys. And it's going to be big in contingent with the IBM partnership. I think if IBM ever went off and did their own thing, it doesn't sound like they are. It sounds like they're perfectly happy working with Stellar. And this is going to hit central banks. This is going to hit everybody and anybody, any big business out there. This is why Stellar long-term makes sense. And if you're not, if you don't have, even if you're, even if you don't believe anything of what I say, believe this, you hold Stellar, hold at least a hundred of these, you are going to be kicking yourself in the future. If you're not holding XLM, I'm just telling you, you're going to be kicking yourself. Don't be me. <laughs> don't be me. It is not fun, guys. It's not fun. That's why I make the show. So you guys can avoid all the stupid mistakes I've done. 
you know, learn for, learn from me, learn from my mess ups. I, I, I tell you the truth on everything. So you will always get the truth from me and you will always know my fuck ups. Sorry, I didn't mean to cuss, but you always know my F ups. Seriously. Anyways, let's get on to talking point number three. gentlemen you've been waiting for it you've been waiting for my last single talking point i know i know and so this is going to sound all over the place so i'm going to try to make it as as how do you say very uh very fine you know okay so seriously if we look at stellar if we look at stellar short term what has it done car you're always talking about Stellar. What has it done? Well, I'll tell you, it's increased 30,000%. Yes, that's right. It has increased 30,000% since it first came out back in November 18th of 2014. That's a, that's a lot, guys. That's a lot. Now it's 37 cents today. As of the time of this recording, it's 37 cents. Now, if we keep increasing like this, what where does that put Stellar? Oh, I bet you want to know, but I'm not going to tell you that. Not just yet. I'm going to explain something else real quick. When I first got into Stellar, it was around last year. I think it was around, what, the June episode? Somewhere around there? July? Somewhere around there. It was literally at three cents, guys. Three cents. It's at 37 cents now. 37 cents now to compare to three cents. That's crazy. If you would have told me back then that Stellar was going to reach 85 cents in January, it was currently at three cents, I would not have believed you. I just wouldn't have. I would have been like, what? Really? Maybe. Maybe. But once that IBM partnership became big, and then now they're really starting to roll out everything around it, seller's price just grew and grew and grew, and more people are finding out about it. Now, the very first thing Futters say when it comes to seller, well, Car, the total supply is $103 billion, and the circulating supply is $18 billion. Now... Before you even go on to say, see, I told you, there's no way it can get to whatever amount you're going to say. I believe you. Currently, in this current market cap, you're exactly right. There is no way it can get any higher than $2 in this current market cap. Right now, in this current market cap, we're currently at 326, no, I'm sorry, $346 billion dollars. 346 billion. There's no way Stellar can get to a dollar or two dollars right now. This is impossible. You're right. You're exactly right. But if we reach that trillion dollar market that we think we're going to reach at the end of the year, that's been projected, yes, Bitcoin will take a bulk of it. But a lot of the alts, I hate calling them alts, I'm sorry. A lot of the other currencies, tokens, whatever you want to call them, are out there. They're going to take some of that line share too, as well. Now, before I give you a number, I'm going to explain one more thing because a lot of people haven't been in this space a long time, so they don't know what it was like back when I was trading. And it wasn't even that long ago. That was only like 2015. But hear me out. Back then, I remember seeing Bitcoin and I remember thinking like, holy crap, that's crazy. There's only going to be 21 million? That's awesome. That's so smart, right? Well, when it when it finally dawned on me, I looked over here to Litecoin and I was like, 84 million max supply? That's never going to work. <laughs> this is the same This is the same thing that has been said time and time and time again. Ethereum, same thing. 
Time and time and time again, people have said the same thing over and over and over and over again. It'll never get to that because of the market. I don't know where that came from. I don't have have no idea. But it's an it's a it's a saying that everybody says all the time. People that that's how you can tell who's new into crypto. When they start saying things like that, you're like, oh, this guy's new. He doesn't know how it works. Because over time, the market cap gets bigger, guys. You really need to stop looking at the money aspect of it, the actual like fiat currency of it. You need to look you need to think Satoshi. That's what you need to think. But before before we even get into that, I would just say do not look at the max supply, circulating supply. Yes, they are important over a long term, but trust me when I say this, as soon as this market cap gets bigger with time, well, at that time, it'll increase as well. More of these currencies, more of these utility tokens, whatever you want to call them, more of these will start taking up some of that room. Trust me on this. Trust me. I made the same mistake back when seeing Litecoin at that price and thinking, yeah, there's no way. There's no way. It's just not going to get to anywhere near what Bitcoin was at that time. So that's why I'm saying just just trust me on that. Now, I will tell you where I see it at. I will tell you where I see it at. So currently right now, I see it at 37 cents. My initial thought process on this, because I'm looking at it from a 30,000% increase over the time it's come out. But if you give it, you subtract a little over a year, it's probably like a 10,000 increase. Now, if we keep accelerating at the point of, of where this we're headed, $1 trillion market, and as long as they have the IBM partnership, right? As long as they have Jed on board, and as long as they have this decentralized exchange called Stellar Term still pumping out these ICOs, Mobius is one ICO that you should definitely look at if you haven't looked at it already. Mobius, trust me on that. <laughs> I will just say, if you want a free tip today, if there's anything else you take away from today, Mobius, get that. Anyways, now, if there is one thing you need to understand is that $0.37 cents to 2 to $3 at the end of the year. I can, almost, I can almost smell it already. I'm not even joking, almost smell it. And that's all-time hot right there. 85 cents from three cents last year. No way that's going to happen. No way. Everybody said the same exact fucking thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. Everybody said the same thing. Everybody said the same thing last year. I was the only one last year saying, oh, it's going to get to a dollar by the end of the year. It didn't get to a dollar, but it got to 85 cents. Close enough. No one, everybody said the same thing. Coin market cap, coin market cap, coin market cap. There's no way it gets 85 cents. There's no way. Same thing, guys. Same. It's the same thing. This is the same thing. That's what I'm telling you. Two to three bucks. That's not a lot to ask for. All time high. It hits that. We drop back down like we usually do in the beginning of the months, right? Where do you think it's going to go after that? Two to three dollars. Where do you think it's going to go after that? That's right. 10 to 20 bucks. 10 to 20 bucks. Literally. I don't know. It's too far off. That's way too far off. I can't tell in the future that long. But I will tell you, 10 to 20 bucks is totally hittable. You can totally hit that mark in 2019. You can. You can totally hit that mark. And I think what's going to help, you know, it's kind of funny because Stellar snuck up on Ethereum. Stellar was never, from the onset, it was never being built to take on Ethereum. That just wasn't in its in its plan. It was always supposed to be a banking coin. And in this, 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 these ICOs that are starting to build on top of this network is, is just phenomenal. And it's just going to keep happening. And if, as, as, as soon as they implement Mobius on there, where they can take any type of currency, we're going to have to do a show on Mobius, by the way. But as soon as they implement that on there, and then you have Stellar XLM doing all the transactions, holy smokes, people, that is going to be one profitable, it's going to be one profitable cur- currency. I'm just telling you, XLM is going to be one profitable coin. Okay, five-year forecast, 10-year forecast, where do you see that car? Where do you see that? Give it to me. Well, I honestly think if we continue at this rate, if we continue at this rate, guys, I don't, I do not see why, I do not see, you're going to think I'm crazy right now. I do not see why Stellar couldn't be $50 to $100. I just don't see why it couldn't. I don't see why. If we continue down this path, we are really early. And this is why I keep telling you guys, we are really early. We are really early on this stuff like really early. This is what I'm saying. Like, I thought I was, I thought I was late to the party in 2015. I thought I was, but now I realize 
we're still early. We're even earlier than we think we are. So this is why, this, these are my talking points for Stellar. I hope you guys listen to them. Just remember, everything is, none of this was financial advice. I'm just giving you an idea of where to see it. If you're not holding Stellar, you should probably, should probably hodl some, even if it's just like, I don't know, $200 worth or whatever, even if it's just that little. Just hodl some, put it in a hardware wallet. I mean, you can actually use a uh, Ledger Nano now to hold your Stellar. So throw it into your Ledger Nano wallet, put it away, don't think about it. Come back in three years and you're welcome. <laughs> Like, like, that's all I got to say. Anyways, with that, let's get on to the end of the show. Whisper something in your to the end of the show what words of wisdom do i have today you're probably wondering no you know what i i actually don't have any words of wisdom today because at the end of the day i'm honest with y'all every day and i tell you what's going on you know about my life i'm just bare bones knuckles and core i just love this space that we're in right now i really do and i think we are so fucking early i can feel it so buy Bitcoin and save the entire fucking world. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Twitter Podcast with Car Gonzalez. Remember, Twitter Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Car said likely will come true. It is up to you.